It's my pleasure to welcome you to the Clark Howard Show. Our mission is to serve and empower you so you make better financial decisions in your life. In today's episode, I am really excited to tell you about a new tool our team has created to help you save money every month. Also, I have a special travel warning for you. So, it's really crazy as you migrate from the cable monster or from DirecTV or Dish Network to what's called live streaming television, which is where you get live channels like your locals and uh, things like Fox News, CNN, MSNBC, ESPN, ESPN2, blah, 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 all the traditional, what you think of as cable channels, how to figure out whether you should be with YouTube TV or Hulu Live or Philo or Sling or AT&T or whoever for your live programming streaming. And it's so confusing that people basically, whichever one they go to, they stick with, even if it gets more and more expensive. Think about YouTube TV started at 35 a month and is now 65 a month. But at the same time, Philo is 25 a month. And Sling starts at 30 a month. So you don't have to spend a fortune. There are ways to save money, but how do you know? So we worked hard at Clark.com to come up with an interactive tool to show you the best options available for your wallet. And what you do is when you go to our menus across the top, streaming TV, you will see the streaming channel tool where you're able to put in the names of the channels that matter to you. And for most people, there are a small number of channels that you do almost all your uh, live television watching on, forgetting the live locals. I mean, there are a small number of channels that account for what matter. Like for me, there's only two, ESPN and ESPN2. As long as I can watch my football, I'm good. Because I don't even watch TV outside of football season. And I'm, I'm not really a sports fan of any other sport. I don't watch any. I couldn't even tell you what TV shows are on. And I read news. I don't watch news. So I don't even know who. If you ask me who the major anchors were on one of the networks or one of the cable network news networks, I don't know. It's not my thing. So for me, it shows that my cheapest choice is to go with Sling to get my ESPN and ESPN2. That that what works for me. But for other people who aren't into sports, gosh, you may be good at $25 a month with Philo. Or you may be someone who's different, who doesn't have five or six channels that account for almost all your live viewing of video. For you, 
you may find that really you need or want one of the ones at 65 a month like Hulu Live or YouTube TV. But all you do is put in the channels that matter to you and we'll show you who's going to be the cheapest and what each service that offers it, what they charge. But let me tell you the other thing. We have an additional tool that as you load in channels, you can see if you just deleted this one or that one, how much less you might have to pay per month for your live TV streaming. Krista, what's your favorite channel for live programming? I don't watch a ton. I watch a lot of just already streaming stuff like Netflix. I would say maybe HGTV. HGTV, I'm putting that in. But I'm like, you. Yeah, we watch we watch football. All right, so you're good on Sling at 35 a month because I already put in ESPN for Mike and ESPN2 okay. and HGTV. <laughs> Is there any other channel he cares about? He likes, he likes the golf channel. Oh, my goodness. You're going to take me to a million dollars now. <laughs> let's see of course that's us all right the golf channel takes us all the way oh my goodness to do espn espn2 hgtv you were at 35 bucks do you know the golf channel adds 30 extra dollars a month yeah to your that's live what we tv pay. 30 <laughs> extra a month I know. We is the could, golf we, channel we really do. worth $360 a year in your household? I don't know. Maybe. Okay. So, <laughs> see, that's where that's where the negotiation comes from. Right. Exactly. And then we show you, if you look at the bottom, it shows you delete the golf channel, you're back to 35 So All right. I'll, try start, I'll start a negotiation. Try this tool in your own life. See how much money you might save. And remember, it's a multiple of 12. Whatever amount of money you're saving per month may seem, oh, it's only 20 bucks. But you multiply that out, that's 240 bucks back in your pocket. If you found a couple hundred dollar bills and two 20s on the ground, are you going to walk right past them? No, you're going to pick them up. But with monthly subscriptions, we don't think about it. And we kiss the money goodbye. Don't do that. Krista? Okay, Clark, Georgia in Connecticut says, I have a hefty balance on my credit card. I just want to know if there's a credit card that I could apply for that would give me rewards to pay off that balance. Georgia, don't worry at all about the rewards. If you're running a balance on a card, this is all that matters. What interest rate are you paying to pay off that balance? No rewards effectively are going to be valued by any significant amount compared to the interest rates that you're playing with when you're paying a balance on a card. And there are ways to do this. Number one, you may find that it would really benefit you to get a balance transfer card, one where you might pay a fee up front, but in turn, you will have a very low or zero interest rate for a period of typically 12 to 18 months. That would be much more valuable to you than any rewards on a card. Second, you could look at going to a credit union card. Credit union cards, on average, carry an interest rate 45% lower than bank-issued credit cards. Third, 
you have the option of negotiating potentially a lower interest rate with your current issuer. You tell them, hey, you're going to transfer the balance this other card that offered you a better rate. Can they lower your rate or otherwise you're leaving? And they may in turn lower your interest rate. The other alternative is look at converting it into uh, what used to be known as a peer-to-peer loan with somebody like Prosper or a lending club or could even be SoFi potentially where you move that balance over into a fixed rate that must be paid off over a set term of 24 to 60 months. Monica in Georgia says, I'm a 37-year-old single and loving it woman, and I have the opportunity to sell a family ring that was appraised at $9,000 in 2015. I'd like your advice on the best way to utilize the money once the final appraisal is received. I have $3,000 left on my car loan that I'd like to pay off, and the only other debt I have is my mortgage. I have a 401k, but no other high-interest savings accounts. Suggestions on how to get the biggest bang for my newfound bucks. Monica, I'm not concerned about the $3,000 left on the car loan. I'm not excited about you prepaying on the mortgage necessarily. I'm much more interested in you using this found money to open up a Roth IRA so you put additional money to work for your retirement that can grow tax-free all through the years and be spent tax-free. You're allowed to put $6,000 a year into the Roth IRA. In this case, you could split the money. Whatever you end up with from the ring, that you put half into a Roth IRA, the other half into a savings account. So you have some rainy day money. When something unexpected happens, you have some money in savings. Roberta in New Jersey says, I have recently had an accident in my 2003 Toyota Corolla. Thankfully, no one was hurt and there was no property damage other than the car itself. The mechanic, whom we trust, told us it would be about $2,000 to repair and suggested that given its age and the 209,000 miles we have on it, we put the money into a new car instead of repairing it. The car is worth maybe $1,500 as a trade-in, but given that it was running really well before the accident we and we might get another year or two out of it for that $2,000 repair, is it still the right thing to total it or should we buck conventional wisdom and repair it? Roberta, the numbers are small enough here. The difference between what it might be worth as a trade-in and what you'd spend to repair it, that I think there's a good argument to be made for repairing this Corolla. Uh, Corolla, you know, you got a lot of years left. It only has 200,000 miles on it. I know it's almost 19 (laughs) model years old, but Corollas go a long, long time. If you get another, as you said, year or two out of it for that $2,000 repair, that's much cheaper than the money you're going to have to spend for a new vehicle. The total money at risk if you do the repair is two grand, and that's pretty low stakes for you to be able to potentially get significantly more time out of a vehicle that you have been really, really happy with. And Sarah in Wisconsin says, I recently moved away from my bank locations and I didn't switch banks. My current bank charges me 25 cents to use an ATM that is not theirs. So my boyfriend suggested that most stores and gas stations do cash back options. So to get cash when I get groceries or gas, 
how can it be that I get charged at an ATM and not stores or gas stations for getting cash? So you're still getting cash, but the ATMs are a profit center for the banks, and they like to charge all those crazy fees. When you do a cash back thing at the grocery or whatever, where they give you the cash at no cost, it's because you're doing them a favor. You're reducing the possibility the gas station, the grocery store, any other retailer that offers a free cash back option, you're reducing the risk that they're a target for an armed robber. You are making them a less attractive target, and you're creating a safer environment for that store's employees when you get cash back. So it's really a thing. Everybody wins, but the big bad bank when you do that. Coming up next, if you're traveling this year, I have a key warning for you about an oldie but baddie, timeshares. I've been at this consumer game since Ronald Reagan was president of the United States. I go way, way, way back in advising you about your wallet. And the country may have changed a lot since the 80s, and we may have had a lot of presidents over that cycle, but one thing has not changed at all, and that is the desperation in people I hear calling me about timeshares they're stuck with. Timeshares are a completely defective product because when you have one you want to get rid of, there's nobody who wants to buy it. Why? we got to know the underlying thing of the timeshare industry. So tell me how much of the money that a timeshare company brings in ends up disappearing because of sales and marketing expenses involved with selling that timeshare to you. Would you believe it's more than two-thirds of what they sell you that timeshare for? That's from public filings. So, and those are the ones that are the ones that have to file publicly. Others, it'll be even higher than that. There's basically no intrinsic value at all to that week you bought. And that's why, to a second buyer, they're worth nothing. And that's why today, in almost all cases, to get rid of a timeshare, you have to pay somebody thousands of dollars to take over your obligation. So here it is at the fundamental. Let's say you have a condominium building that is being built, and it's got 100 units. How many sales do they have to do in that building to sell that 100 units as a developer? 100. How many do they have to do when it's sold as a timeshare? 5,000 or 5,100, because they either sell 50 or 51 weeks. Now think about it, all the expenses involved in marketing, promotion, commissions, sales, multiplied by 50. So what happens is it squeezes out all the intrinsic value 
that might be in that as a condo sold to one person versus a timeshare sold to 50 or 51. The timeshare industry is expecting a fantastic year this year because people are frustrated from not being able to travel, not being able to get away, not being able to do normal life. And this year, they're doing it. So it makes you extra vulnerable to the timeshare pitch. Wouldn't you like to have a wonderful place you can go to that's yours for vacation? But what are you actually buying? You're buying something that is a vice grip on your wallet because what you buy when you buy a timeshare is a commitment, a legal obligation to ongoing expenses that you have no power over, no control of, and the timeshare promoter can raise all those fees on you willy-nilly and you're stuck with them in perpetuity and then you can't sell it. If you ever really think you want a timeshare, take one off somebody's hands that pays you to take it. But never, 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 not ever, under any circumstances, ever be the first person that buys that timeshare from the original developer. I promise you will regret it. Now, let me tell you a little cute story. Just a few hours ago, I got a text from a friend who was at a presentation. And they were being <laughs> no all way. chummy. Yes, I actually did, Krista. They were being all chummy and telling <laughs> him how great this thing was and all that. And he texted me and said, is this something I should do? He said, I know what you're going to say, but just tell me. I said, get out of there. Don't do it. And then he texted me a little while later. He said, you know, they went from being really friendly to unbelievably nasty. And then we knew mm -hmm. you were right. You got the high-pressure sale? Get out. I think my friend owes me a really nice dinner for getting out. He has out. the right friend. <laughs> <laughs> How about that? <laughs> That's awesome. All right, let's help out Dorothy in Pennsylvania. She says, are home warranty programs worth the money they cost? Do they cover the full cost of repairing appliances or repairs to your house? Which ones would you recommend? I'm recently widowed, and I would feel good if I knew that expensive home repairs were covered by affordable insurance. Dorothy, first of all, I want to tell you I'm really sorry about your loss. And I understand your fear about the expenses. And that's been the pitch for these home warranty things, these service contract things for the home, is how much your wallet could be set by, back by a major appliance or HVAC or whatever that needs replacing or repairing. Now, my experience from what I've heard over and over again through the years, and we've had people who've rebutted and said they found a different experience, is that these companies are good at dealing with minor repairs in your home, but they're lousy when it comes to big expenses. They don't want to deal with the big expenses. Now, this is the time I talk about friends, Krista, because I have a friend who she and her husband 
have one of these warranties on their home and their washer broke, which is not a major, major expense, but the washer needed replacing and couldn't be repaired. And the warranty company tried to stall them out and would not, since they could not repair it, they wouldn't replace it, wouldn't replace it, wouldn't replace it. And what they know is that most people will just give up and they'll go buy a new washer, but not my friend's husband. They waited him out, went to the laundromat for quite a long time, I think four months, and finally the warranty company relented and bought them a new washer. They know that they can wear you down and generally wait you out. And this is what I hear again and again when it involves a failed air conditioning system, that when it comes to replacing a failed air conditioner, they just won't ever get around to replacing it. If it's just a repair, they'll do it. If it really is catastrophic, you're not going to get out of it what you want, Dorothy. What I'd rather you do is the five to $600 you'd have to pay for one of these things, put it in a savings account for repairs to your home that just builds up over time. Okay, and Vicki in Georgia says, I want to join a national gym for their price point, but they will not take a credit card for monthly and yearly dues. They will only take my checking account. Is this okay? It feels so unsafe. Vicki, it is unsafe, and I'm a member of this same chain, and what I did was I have the debit coming out of another account at another financial institution rather than my normal one. So that what happens so often with the fitness centers is that they get amnesia about you having canceled. Even if you jump through all the right hoops to cancel and they keep taking money out. This is a non-contract club. You can cancel at any time. It is very thrifty, which is why you're interested in it and why I'm in it. But the problem is, is when you don't want to be in it anymore, it is a real problem when you've given them your checking account to take money from ACH. The automated clearinghouse system is set up only to protect the institutions taking money from you. There are no built-in consumer protections in ACH whatsoever. We got a letter from them one time saying, I'm so wrong. Tell me what they are. If you really believe you have protections for consumers, I want you to tell me what they are, not just that I'm wrong. So, Vicki, the deal you get from this place is great. And just protect yourself by setting up a separate account. You can do one of the online banks. It's free to do. And then only have money in it that is enough to make sure you take care of this membership. One other thing I've always wondered, inquiring minds want to know, why don't they just offer a little bit higher membership fee per month in return for accepting credit cards instead of debiting your checking account? Okay, and Christine in Indiana says, I'm considering a home camera system. I started to research, and like everything else these days, there are so, so many choices. I have no idea where to begin. We are not tech savvy, so we would need something that is the least complicated. I've seen people's posts with footage from their systems, and some are very grainy, and some are crystal clear. I would prefer crystal clear. If you could possibly advise where to even begin, I would greatly appreciate it. 
Christine, I'm obsessed with one particular camera because it's ultra cheap, ultra easy to set up, and has great video. It is the Wise Cam, W-Y-Z-E Cam. There are several different models starting at 20 bucks. You can use them for interior or exterior. I save money by using the interior style for exterior views. Um, one of our dogs passed away two months ago, and our other dog, whenever we're gone, gets very upset. And now we can just rotate our cameras around and we can see how she's doing while we're gone. I can report she is getting better. And the only way we know that is because of the cameras. I don't actually like having cameras looking in because of privacy issues, but you will be shocked at the quality of the video by just one of the wise cams. Remember, W-Y-Z-E cam. Spend the 20 or so dollars. Try it out. See if you like it. And then that's all you have at risk if you think, I'm an idiot and you don't like them. But if you do like them, you're in great shape. And we often have deals on ClarkDeals.com when there are various Wisecam specials. And again, look through all the ones they have because they have different styles for different uses. You can choose to pay a monthly subscription to them for um, storage of video content, or you can choose not to. We don't pay a fee to be able to use those cameras. And I want to thank you for joining us. Please visit Clark.com and ClarkDeals.com for more money-saving advice you can trust.